Hello and welcome back to the NUFC Opinion Blog for another Newcastle Legends interview. Today I'm joined by Charlotte from True Faith, who hosts the Charlotte Show on the True Faith YouTube channel, also writes for the fanzine and is also a board member at the Newcastle United Supporters Trust. Charlotte, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Daniel. Thank you very much for having me on this it's, evening. It's, it's my pleasure. Just to kick things off, where did your love for Newcastle United develop? Um, well, I'm from Newcastle, um, so uh, have a geographic link to the club. And then uh, past that, my dad is from here, he's brought up in Bedlington. He used to go to matches with his granddad. Um, he's been a massive Newcastle fan all his life, and obviously so have his dad and granddad. So it's just always been in the family. It was definitely not a choice. It was just mm. like something you just grow up with and just, yeah, I've got an older brother. So he was he was the one that was taken to matches when we were younger. I think my dad assumed that I wouldn't, you know, wasn't as interested. And now it's like me, the one that's making like, staff <laughs> content. content that it. It, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It's really yeah. interesting. Obviously, you're you're well known as being part of True Faith and for having the Charlotte Show on True Faith. So, firstly, how did you become a part of True Faith, and then how did the Charlotte Show grow out of that? So, I went to school with Alex, who um, edits the fanzine and um, runs the podcast. And uh, it was a few years ago, and I knew he did something to do with. So I'm holding a bit of carpet. That's what I'm playing with tonight. Um, he, I knew we did something with Newcastle United. I saw it on Facebook and all of that stuff. And I was drunk. And I think it was after we'd just lost to Leicester in 2017. And I messaged him on Facebook. And I hadn't spoken to him in 10 years, like since we'd left school. And I just messaged him being like, why are we so rubbish? Why won't Rafa play Metro? Like, what's going on at the club? And he was like, hi, Charlotte. Yeah, he was like, wow, nice to speak to you after 10 years of not. Um, but then, yeah, he just invited me on and um, I've just been sort of part of the podcast group since then. And the Charlotte show, we had been talking about ways we could do some more YouTube content and get, we've got a patron, so a platform for people to pay a little bit more money, a little bit more money, any money, because um, everything else is free and we do additional podcasts um and i put the audio for the charlotte show on there but we just we wanted to do a little bit more free stuff we wanted to try out different um mediums um and i love to sort of like chat and interview and do q a stuff so that's kind of where it got um born role reversal tonight you're the one being interviewed mm, yeah yeah so yeah of course, as well, you're on the Newcastle United Supporters Trust boards alongside Alex as well. Was that a decision that you'd wanted to do or something you wanted to do for quite a while? Um, no. <laughs> I yes. love being on the board and I love the Supporters Trust. And I have been a member for I had been a member for a long time um, since it was sort of relaunched, since Alex relaunched it. Um and I toyed with the idea when I saw that there were elections and they were expanding the board I toyed with the idea but I was a bit like oh like do I really want to put myself out I'm already doing x y and z and then um you know I, I just I love the fan base and I love I love what the trust does 
you know on behalf of it and or you know the aspirations of it and also I saw people on Twitter who were putting themselves forward and I was like there's not a lot of girls here um and I know that Linda is on the board um and she was re-elected and it doesn't mean I'm qualified because I'm a girl but I know there's millions of like well there's loads of really great Newcastle fans who are girls on Twitter they're really funny and I, and I think they're all brilliant and I was like there are female fans out there like there's loads of them and, and they're getting more vocal and I was like that kind of empowered me to think well I could do this and maybe I should do this and then I won which was a surprise but a very happy one very good and yeah so that's, that's why I'm on the board very nice moving on to a well something a bit more depressing now which is the current state of the on-field matters the club sits two points above the relegation zone as as we speak and as we record this what issues if if you had to sum up the issues how how would you do so at the club mike ashley the the issue is mike Mm. ashley that's like the sum up um the the rot that is set into our club it comes from the top you know you can look at um you can look at the more current sort of the, the on the face of it steve bruce is is not an adequate manager our squad is you know sometimes decent and, and could be sort of bottom of the top half of the t- you know like sort of 10th 11th but we're never going to push on past that i i don't think with this squad or not all of them anyway um and, and those are problems, but the, those problems exist because there is not enough investment from the top and there's not enough, it's not even just monetary investment, it's any kind of emotional, any kind of professional, in my opinion, investment. There is no care for what really happens at the club, in, again, in my opinion, because um, if there was, then then you know there would just we wouldn't be in this position we wouldn't be scrapping on looking over our shoulders and you know three injuries meaning that that our season could be totally under threat like that's an a terrible place to be and the lack of ambition that comes from the top and that I, I think you know has to filter down and has to be you know Steve Bruce saying his remits to keep us in the in the Premier League. That's it. That's a terrible ambition. Oh, it's so uninspiring, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's uninspiring. And it's so terrible for this community of fans, not just not just the physical geographical community around St. James's Park, but that too. But this whole community across the world of fans who, you know, I know that Sporting Newcastle hasn't always been a picnic and it's been up and down and there have been obviously the fantastic years and then some bad years and then some good years. But this, like the last, like, you know, there was a flash of light with Rafa Benitez, but the last couple of years have just been so depressing. I completely agree. No, it's true, unfortunately. I, I think more than anything, I think it's the fact that the club has so much potential because of the fans. And, and the area as a whole that it when it doesn't fulfill that it's it's a shell of a club I totally agree I think the potential is huge if you if you look at the sort of uh, uh, and I think Alex has said this before if you look at the kind of um 
again geographical apparently that's my word of the day like if you if you you go up to you can go up to the borders or to edinburgh you can go right across west to carlisle um you can go as far south as i don't know leeds before you find another well middlesbrough championship club but you, you know before you find another club that the, the the potential there is huge the potential for the club which is in the middle of the city which is really unusual yep to 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 impact and influence and in a positive way the 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 people and communities around it and none of it and i think some of that's low hanging fruit like the club could have pick off easy wins easy pr wins if they partnered with local schools or you know rolled out uh, partnered with sports events in the region like there's loads of stuff i don't know um you know it's very it's, yeah it's disheartening it does make it like it does make me think like if we ever are taken over pres- presumably not by this consortium but you know eventually by someone i hope that they can see that yeah yeah i i, I agree with pretty much everything you've said there like i think that's that, that's spot on i think the club just it just needs some soul again i think it's lost its soul yeah yeah on field matters again Brighton on Saturday, huge game. Given the context, how do you see it going? <laughs> uh, well, the bookies have us as favourites to lose. I think, don't they? I've, I've had a look. Yes, I think. I think to win, we're five to one to win, which is not brilliant. Warms the cockles, doesn't it? Um, how do I see it going? God, it's an absolute must win. It's an absolute must win. And there was a part of me that said that would have said maybe a few games ago, well, we'll win because Steve Bruce does pull it out of the bag when, like, somehow... He has, had, he has got lucky on a few occasions, hasn't he? Yeah, but I do think that's run out. I think that's run out because it is luck. It's certainly not tactical nous or um, or visionary skill. I don't know if that's a thing. But, um, uh, oh, God, it's down at the Amex. I... I don't see it going that well. Yeah, neither do I. Oh dear, what a lovely thought. To all the people watching, I'm, I'm sorry. I really am. It's not your fault, Daniel. Don't, no. you, don't you take that on. That's not your fault. No. <laughs> to try and maybe, you know, make things a little bit more positive, looking back at some of your best memories at Newcastle United, if you had to pick one or two, maybe a match or a moment, what would they be? Um, I always say the Arsenal 4-4. Mm-hmm. that was unbelievably good I went with my dad um, and he nearly killed me when we got that that check to OT fourth like never been hugged so tightly in my life um, and that was just amazing um, otherwise uh, lots of the away games that I've been to as part of True Faith in the last few years have just been I've been really lucky to make some incredible friends through True Faith um you know I say that I knew Alex at school but we weren't friends before I joined True Faith properly and it's been such a joy to get to know him better um and I consider him one of my close friends now as well as like Norman from True Faith and and all the rest of them I just I think it's such a good group of people and I've had such fun going to away days and drinking on the train or not drinking on the train and just just going and 
seeing different grounds and traveling around the country it's just sort of a more general but really it's been so much fun even if the results been rubbish an away day is always kind of special so I got lucky on my first away day we won oh where was that, it that was at Leicester away in 2018 when uh Shelby scored and then Perez lobbed Kasper Schmeichel yeah yeah the first away day and to, to break my duck that was pretty good. In fact, I wrote a piece about it in True Faith. Wow. Yeah, that was my first True Faith piece. But then after that, A-level sort of took over and I had to sort of abandon it for a little bit. But now mm. I've got a bit more like sort of a plan to establish True Faith came back into my life. And here Excellent. we are right now. Well, yeah. hear it. I think it's a good little motley crew that we've oh, got. I agree. I very much agree. Yeah. At the NUFC Opinion Blog, we, we promote True Faith. Excellent. So. Um. Do you have any players that you idolised as well? Um, I used to fancy Alan Shearer when I was like young, young. And um, I remember my brother had a birthday party at St. James's Park and they I had like, I had that. I think a lot of, a lot of boys in the UK yeah. surrounding areas did. Um, and I was there and you do like a, you can walk around the pitch and they had a camera they were filming something I don't know if it was promotional stuff or stuff for you know whatever and my mom was like told them and I can't I was about six or seven and told she was she was like oh she's got a crush on Alan Shearer and they came right into my face and were like and is there is there one that you like more than any and I just remember going like beet red and I could not answer the question um so obviously he's at that. I, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm much a, my, um, he's a handsome man, but my taste of Well, if he happens to be watching, if, it, if the unlikely case that Alan Shearer is watching. <laughs> please, yeah. uh, please, lovely man, I'm sure. But uh, anyway, I feel embarrassed now. I also love Nobby. I loved him. Mm. Um, I won a, 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 at school, I won a trip to the ground to get a ball signed. Um, one of the years that he was playing was around oh god it must have been 1999 or 2000 and um yeah I was just so excited to again absolutely stitched up because a school teacher took me and I told her who my favorite was and she was like you're her favorite to Nobby and I was just like hi can you sign this ball please like just why is everybody trying to make oh, it yeah yeah embarrass you a lot haven't they yeah big time and um yeah just I suppose those are my two from like days gone by and I obviously love watching ASM play at the moment and um Matt, Matt's a man yeah so good and nice Shola um, used to live next door to my grandma and he was just really oh. nice so well, that's, that's an interesting Shola. story yeah just just to sort of sum things up now Charlotte Given Newcastle at the moment, we've talked about the sort of depressing nature of watching and being a part of Newcastle at the moment. If you had to sort of say how you'd like the future at the club to look, how would you put it? Um, I'd like it to have different ownership. Naturally, yes. Um, I'd like a club that engages with the community, something, a club that's proactive and not reactive so in in all senses of the word so mm. looking forward to different seasons and having a kind of strategy and then also you know looking a club that is proactive about things like ticketing and um 
and stand safe standing and things like that i'd really like a club that has a voice in um in the national conversation about these things something that come one that comes out and says that we've listened to our fans and this is what we think is a good idea um in terms of the football i'd like a club with ambition i'd like to enjoy what i'm watching on the pitch i'd like you know i'd like players to want to come here that that used to be the case you know top players used to want to to come and sign for Newcastle I don't know that many would now um likewise managers um I'd like our academy to be better I'd like to see really good local talent nurtured um there's yeah lots of things mm. um, that, that's the academy and the training ground do need an awful lot of work yeah, very much so. I'd like it to be aspirational again. That's what I want it to look like. I want I want kids to be like, oh, it'd be class to play there. Like the boys and girls, because the women's team is, is decent too. And um, yeah, just an inclusive, aspirational, ambitious club. That's what, I, that's what I'm after. It sounds bloody brilliant, I must say. Utopia, right? Yeah. You know, and, well, I think, that's, I think we all hope that one day it will be what we want it to be it's just how yeah. long that takes i think well we've waited a long time i think so i think i think we're, we're due a slice of luck and a slice of good fortune when I it comes agree. to that i think you know i don't think it'll be too far i think we're now going through the worst time we've had in possibly ever you could it could argue i mean there's been some terrible times in the past you know you look at the late 80s and early 90s that were terrible and even the late 70s as well I think that's this is up there with them. Mm. And I, it, think, I don't I know think, if I'm allowed to swear. Am I allowed to swear? You can swear if you want to. I, I, can, I might have to beep it out, but we can. Oh, I won't then. It's just a bad time to support the club, isn't it? It's just a bad time. And, and, and it's a time where you really need a distraction and it's it adds to the problem instead. Well, I think the one way I look at it is that after the late 80s and early 90s, came the mid 90s and early 2000s which were some of the best periods of this club so it could just be around the corner it's boom and bust we're just in a period of bust right now yeah yeah that's a good way of putting it charlotte thank you very much for speaking to me i really appreciate it thank you for having me it's been nice all right yeah so thank you all very much for watching and how are the lads